I'm Alicia. And welcome to Tea Over Interiors. Last week, we spoke about design consultations and what to expect from them. This week, we're going to continue the conversation, but we're going to focus more on budgets and renovation budgets. If you missed that episode, you can always go back. It's episode 25. So let's listen in to where we left off. I think the thing that you really are saving on, and I've said this over the years and I really believe in it, you're saving on all the mistakes that you would make if you were on your own. You're saving on all of the redos and undos. That's what I think is really what's happening. When you invest in the assistance of a professional seasoned designer, you're going to get years and years of experiment and exposure so that you don't have to figure it out on your own. And it's going to be a more expeditious process. The designer has access to resources that you don't have. And I know people think they do because they know Wayfair or because they can go online to allmod.com or whatever is out there nowadays to go and uh, look at your face. So anyway, a lot of people don't realize that designers have access to things that are just not readily available to the general public. And that you want to leverage. You want to leverage the heck out of that if you're going to basically purchase an interior design professional for your use. So yeah, you got it. You can't be afraid of budget. I, I, I'm going to drive home that point all day, all, all night. You can't be afraid of budget. You have to talk budget and you have to be realistic about that budget. Now let's talk about that. Is it possible, and I've had this conversation with Dee a thousand times, is it possible to hire a designer and you only have about $2,000 to do a project like you're living with? What, what say you? Wait, wait. Two grand for what? Oh, I will turn somebody down in a minute. I will tell them very politely their budget. They need to hire a student. I think that's a great way for a student to get exposure. And I think it's a great way for someone with a very small budget to utilize the skills of a young and up and coming designer who is under the tutelage of a professional designer. So. That's my first hint. If you have a small budget, and I, I'm gonna tell you, $2,000 may sound like a lot of money, but I've already spent that and I'm not even close to finishing my bedroom. No, it's not because I have champagne taste. I'm doing a master bedroom by the time you buy paint, by the time, and I'm doing some of the work myself. How about that? What if you're not even buying any of that stuff? Just furniture alone. You have no furniture in your living room. You have a decent sized living room. You can't even get the furniture delivered to your house for $2,000. Thinking about all the, even all the cheap little furniture stores where you sit on it and it'll break, that still won't be a full set for $2,000. think they can buy what they need for the whole room and pay a designer. How can that be? And this is what my friend who's a decorator said. She's like, HGTV has ruined for the profession because they make people think they can do this stuff on this ridiculously low budget, but nobody's getting paid design fees. They're not talking about that part. And I agree. I do agree. So back to the reality. Let's, let's do a reality check. Figure out how much money it's going to cost you to buy the stuff that you have to put in the space. I'm not talking about all the little, you know, I'm talking about the basic stuff. If you need furniture, if you need a sofa, if you're doing a living room, if you need a bed, if you're doing a bedroom, 
Start doing your research before you call the designer and see what your taste will buy. There's so many great tools out there like Home Guide, Home Advisor, Bark. They all have on their website description of what a design consultation is, what a designer is, what a decorator is, approximately how much they cost. Now, it's going to be different where you live and they try to give you a range but it's very difficult to gauge every single state and average every single designer out. You know what I mean? But at least you have an idea. And then would you say, Alicia, let's say you had a $2,000 budget. Okay. And you're like, okay, from that 2000 I have to pay design fees. How do I figure out my design fees? So check this out. 10% of two grand is 200 bucks, right? Who working for $200? And is that a student? How much time do you think you're going to put into... A project that's okay. So for me, and that's not even like my fee, but for me, I can't imagine anybody spending more than an hour on that $200 design consultation. Can you do a whole living room in an hour? No, because we, you know, we think things through. First of all, let me tell you something. I have never met a client who wasn't so passionate about their home. It took them less than four hours to communicate what they want and how they feel about that space and what they want it to be when it's done. So that hour is gone by you just shooting a you-know-what. Like, I like this. I've been here. I want to do this. I want to feel like that right now. If you want me to listen to all that, what you do, because it's going to help me to help you to make decisions for your home. So if all of that is folded into the design consultative fee, you need more time. You need more time. Consequently, you need more money. Yeah. $200 is not even fair. It's not even fair to pay somebody. So that 2000 uh, that 10% formula, although it used to work, I don't even know if it works if you had, if you were spending 20 grand, the $2,000, hopefully their designer is seasoned enough to tell you what they think they're going to put in in hours on this job. And that's not really all that much time. Not that anybody spends an entire day on a project, although I have to think about it. An entire day is an eight hour day. Two days is 16 hours. Two days worth of time. You don't have to sit the whole day working on one project. I say a good week of design time or hourly time is what it takes to put together any project. 40 hours, 40 hours at what rate? $200, what's that D? 8,000? Okay. Most people have fallen off of the chair, okay? They're like, oh my God, I can't pay that. This is a job. What I really want to communicate to people right now is this is a profession. This is what you do to feed your family, to pay your mortgage, to pay your car payment, to buy your groceries or whatever, whatever. I don't understand why people are afraid. And I'm talking to the other design people. You can't be afraid to ask for what you're worth. I think what's more important is trying to educate the consumer on the value of this. And if you are into purchasing and and paying for consultative services, then you will appreciate and reward this professional for what they are doing for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, because let me tell you, those pictures you see on Instagram that you're liking with these beautiful kitchens... Those kitchens are very expensive. Those people paid that designer some good money. Not just the designer, but the contractors, 
all the other tradespeople that had to come in and do their part. When I worked at a design firm and we did not do a kitchen for less than $60,000, we were always demoing everything. The whole cheap or inexpensive. D, you know that I am all about getting a bargain and I can make a dollar holla. You know me, okay? But at the end of the day, I have my own house that I'm working on, painstakingly restoring this old house. It sounds like Bob Vila. But I have a beautiful kitchen. It's only 10 by 10, right? So we're talking 100 square feet. That's not a very large kitchen. I bought stuff that was at closeout or, you know, my cabinets came directly out of a, a kitchen showroom, right? And I retrofitted it for my kitchen. Well, D. I'm afraid to add up all the money that I spent on that kitchen and it's not done. It's not, there's nothing cheap. I mean, like you can do budget. You can choose a budget. You can choose a budget and say, I'm not going to spend more. Like for my kitchen, I think, I mean, just the demo costs $3,500. And now with all the issues going on with, there's a lot of furniture issues going on with deliveries and production that it's just ridiculous. So costs have even, have gone up even more and made our job harder. At the end of the day, don't you get what you pay for? You do. Every time, every time it never fails you. At the end of the day, you get what you pay for. You have to create a real budget. Get ready for the frustration. Don't play yourself out. This is a commitment. You have to decide what you are able to spend and you have to be prepared to Put the job on hold if you cannot afford to do it. I really want to drive this home. Renovation and remodeling is expensive. You can think that you're going to take, you can do, you can do a lot of things to save yourself money. And I encourage it. As a matter of fact, as a designer and as a homeowner and as a person who's doing a restoration project, I will give you all of the context and the hints and the tips and the hookups that I can give you, but you must be realistic about the cost of doing business in the world of renovation and remodeling. Do not drink the Kool-Aid that some of these networks and DIY this and that will try to serve you, okay? Don't drink that Kool-Aid because it's so not realistic. So I want you to do some research. I want you to talk to a designer that you trust. We're people you can trust. And you can do some research on us. You can talk to our clients and you can find out that we'll help you to save money. But at the end of the day, you have to respect us as professional consultants. That's what we do, right? Yep, that's exactly what we do. And yeah, I would have to say, I've, I know a lot of designers and I have to say the what all the ones that I know, they've been very trustworthy and they're not trying to spend up all their clients' money, you know? But then sometimes some things come in under budget. I don't think I've ever had to get money back because I've gotten very good at estimating. But I will say this, if there is anything left over, it's going to something that one of my clients really wanted and didn't think they could afford. And now they're happy as I don't know what. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. A lot of times you use the extra money just to... Yeah say yeah. well especially when you're dealing with demo you know you think when we when you open up a certain wall you're gonna find this and that and they open it nothing's wrong you know i'm just saying in some rare cases that can happen where you're like praying you're like praying for the, the best 
you know, expecting the worst and then the best happen. You know. Thanks guys for joining us for Tea Over in Tears. If you have any questions for us about today's episode, feel free to reach us at truesdellmorrison at gmail.com or fill out the form in our show notes. And also you can go to www.teaoverinteriors.com and you can sign up for our newsletter. And when you sign up for the newsletter, you can receive a free budget analysis guide to help you for your next project. Tea of Interiors is brought to you by Truesdale Morrison Staging and Design. Follow us on Instagram at Truesdale Morrison Design as well as on Facebook. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and be sure to follow us on Spotify as well as give us a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can grow. We'll see you next week. Nice job, ladies. Carry on. Oh, thank you.